Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. In this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we're going to be going into the book of Genesis chapter 3. I call this podcast The Scene of the Garden to uh, show you part and parcel what happened in the garden with the serpent. And this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, is going to be in two parts. I'm going to do one part now, and then I'm going to come back and do another part a little bit later on. But explaining this parable is about, um, and I call it a parable, brothers and sisters, because Genesis chapter 1 and some of 2 and uh, three are written in parable form. I want to take a look at the book of Proverbs chapter one, Proverbs chapter one, and I want to start in verses six. Well, I start in verse 5, Proverbs 1, verse 5. It says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Verse 6, To understand a proverb and the, uh, and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark saying. So, a parable is a dark saying. It's what um was described of christ speaking in in the book of matthew let's go to the book of matthew chapter 13 matthew chapter 13 verse 10 it says and the and the disciples came and said unto him why speaketh thou unto them in parables verse 11 and he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Now, brothers and sisters, the reason why I read that chapter and verse is because when we go to the scene of the garden, you may not have heard of Genesis broken down this way. I mean, because we're going to go into Genesis chapter 3, but you may not have heard of Genesis 3 broken down in this fashion. So what I want to do, brothers and sisters, is get right into it. I want to go to the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Genesis 3, verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden now what i want to do brothers and sisters is i want to um get a couple of words out of here that we need to understand when it says now the serpent i want you to understand that this is not talking about a literal serpent many 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 people think that in the sunday church that a actual snake conned adam and eve in the garden but it's not i want you to go to the book 
of Luke, the book of Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, no, 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 excuse me, brothers and sisters, I want you to go to the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. This is Christ speaking to his apostles. Luke chapter 10, verse 19 says, Behold, I have given unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, when Christ says he has given them power over the serpents, let's take a look at one more chapter and one more verse. Matthew 23. Remember, this is a parable, brothers and sisters. This is a parable. Matthew 23, verse 23. Christ is talking to the Pharisee. He says, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? And, and what that is, is later on we figure out in 70 AD, hell came upon the children of Israel, which was a condition. I've done a podcast on that, so you can go search for that. Well, the podcast is called, Is Hell a Place or a Condition? Back to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Now, let's take a look at this beast and let's take a look at this field. First, I want to take a look at the beast. Who is the beast? Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 18. And then we're going to look at Job 18, verse 3. Ecclesiastes 3, 18. Because you got to remember, brothers and sisters, in order to understand a parable, you have to be given the understanding from the other books in the Bible. Ecclesiastes 3.18, Solomon says, And I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. Let's get the book of Job, chapter 18. Job chapter 18 and verse 3. It says, Wherefore are we counted as beasts and reputed vile in your sight? So this is what Bildad, the Shuanite, one of Job's friends that was coming to talk with Job, revealed unto us. What is, when it says the beast of the field, what is the field? Let's get the book of Matthew 13, verse 38. Christ is going to tell us what that is. You got to look at it from the eyes of a dark saying. Matthew 13, verse 38 says, The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. So when the Bible talks about in Genesis 3 and 1, the beasts of the field, it's talking about the beasts of the world, the men of the world. So very, very quickly, brothers and sisters, we know from uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, when you look at serpents, beasts, and of the field, it's talking about men of the world. 
which means, brothers and sisters, there were other men in the world. It just wasn't Adam and Eve in a little old uh, 10,000 by 10,000 foot garden. No, it was talking about Adam and Eve were in the world. They were in the world. Now, it says, as God said that you should not eat at every tree of the garden. Now, I want to take you to Ezekiel 31. Ezekiel 31. Ezekiel breaks down this parable a little bit of Genesis chapter 3. Ezekiel is going to break it down. Now, he starts off talking about the Assyrian. But what the Assyrian is, brothers and sisters, is just a ruling power, which Adam was. He was a ruling power. I want to go to Ezekiel chapter 31, verse 7. And this, and, and in this parable here, we get a little bit of more opening on uh, what we um, can see from Genesis chapter 3 down. Ezekiel 31, verse 6 says, And all the fowls of heaven made their nest in his bows. Talking about Adam. And under his branches did all the beasts of the field bring forth their young. And under his shadow dwelt all great nations. So, brothers and sisters, as you're going to find out, Adam and Eve were among nations, not among just the serpent, him, uh, the serpent, and there was uh, Adam and Eve. No brothers and sisters. You, you will see as the parable goes along. Ezekiel thirty-one verse seven says, "Thus he was fair in his greatness, and in the length of his branches, for his root was by great waters. The cedars in the garden, garden, garden of God could not hide him." Now, I went, I, I, I could have skipped this verse to go to verse 9, but I'm going to come back and read this verse in the other podcast episode I'm going to do. Because verse 8 is going to play a big part in the time Adam and Eve hid amongst the trees. It's not talking about hid amongst a group of trees. It's talking about hid amongst a group of nations. All right. Could not hide him, and the fir trees were not like his bows, and the chestnut trees were not like his branches, nor any tree in the garden of God was like unto him in his beauty. Verse 9 is was, was the key. I have made him fair by multitude of his branches, so that all the trees of Eden that were in the garden of God envied him. Now, brothers and sisters, trees do not envy. So this parable is talking about nations. Adam was not just a man with a woman by his side. He was a ruler of nations. Remember, when you look at Genesis 2, verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. See, Adam was a living soul with the breath of life. He had the breath of life. And we're going to go over that part in the next podcast episode. Um, verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of 
the fruit in the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now remember, in your Sunday churches, they have you thinking in witchcraft. And the Bible is not a book of witchcraft. Let's get Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy 18. And I want to start in verse 10 and i'm going to read verses 10 and 11 deuteronomy 18 verse 10 said there shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or daughter pass through the fire or that uses divination or an observer of the times or an enchanter or a witch verse 11 or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a Necromancer, which is exactly the same as what we just read. Verse 12, for all that do these things are an abomination, sin unto the Lord. It is sin based on 2 Chronicles 36, 14, because abomination means sin unto the Lord. Because of these abominations, the Lord thy God does drive them out before thee. This is what the other nations were doing before God drove them out to give the children of Israel the land. So the tree that's in the midst of the garden, Isaiah 65, Isaiah 65, let's read about this tree that's in the midst of the garden. Because, brothers and sisters, it is very, very important. And, and even before we understand that, brothers and sisters, I, I need to kind of get into the understanding of fruit. Because Eve says in verse 3, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. Now, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, Paul says, touch not the unclean thing. And we know, according to Ezekiel 39, verse 24, that the unclean, let me read that, Ezekiel 39, because you got to know what unclean means, brothers and sisters, before you can make an assessment of what the verse is saying. Ezekiel 39 verse 24 says, according to their uncleansiness and according to their transgression, I have done unto them and hid my face from them. Now, when we go to Leviticus 16 verse 16, let's hit Leviticus 16 verse 16, because we're explaining unclean. What does it mean to be unclean? Leviticus 16, verse 16 says, And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions in all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness so 
Uncleanness is transgression. Now, what about this fruit? Because many people think that, like baptism, like baptism, when they tell you you can get baptized and receive the Holy Ghost, many people believe that Eve and Adam ate just the taste of a fruit, the taste of a fruit, and they understood sin. Just by putting their mouth and teeth to bite into a fruit, all of a sudden they understood sin. No, 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 brothers and sisters, that is not the meaning of fruit. Let's get the book. I want to read to you three scriptures. I want you to understand what this fruit is that is written in this parable and what the serpent is actually doing to Eve, which will happen eventually unto Adam. Let's get the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 16. Proverbs 10, 16. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 16 says, The labor of the righteous tendeth to life. The fruit, the fruit of the wicked to sin. So when we read, it says, The labor of the righteous tendeth, unto, tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. So the fruit of the unlawful is sin. This is letting us know what fruit the Bible is going into with this serpent. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. It says this. Death, remember, let, let's go, before we read it, let's go back and read Genesis 3 and 3 says, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. Now watch this, the fruit, watch this. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, the power of the tongue, the power of the tongue, the tongue. And they that love it shall eat, uh-oh, the fruit thereof. So it's not fruit they ate. It's words that they learned. Now, I'm going to show you that this eat means learned. I'm going to prove to you that. Let's look at the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15. Jeremiah, chapter 15. And then I'm going to go back to Proverbs again. Jeremiah, chapter 15, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16 says, The words, thy words were found, and I did eat them. Uh-oh. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. So, the words were eight, and it gave joy to his heart. Now, we know according to Mark 7, 21, that the heart is the mind. 
the brain. Let's go to Proverbs 13 and 2. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 2. It says this. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. Fruit of his mouth. The serpent's mouth. The fruit of his mouth. But the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. You can't eat violence, brothers and sisters. This is a parable, Genesis. Eat means learn. Learn. But the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence, brothers and sisters. And we know violence is transgression from what it says up early in the verse. So Eve is letting the serpent know we shall not learn from you. You're the tree that's in the midst of the garden. The tree is not. Because, because brothers and sisters, it's a parable tree. It is not a literal tree. This is a man. This is a man. But he's he's noted as a tree. We just read in Ezekiel 31, verse 9, that all the trees in the garden of God envied him. Trees don't envy. So this is parable talk. Genesis 3, verse 4 says, and the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know, verse 5, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, that your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, brothers and sisters, when it says gods, I want you to understand this lowercase g. O-D-S. I'm going to show you what those gods are, but I want when the serpent says in verse 4, Genesis 3 or 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die for God, knoweth unto the day. God doth know that the day ye eat thereof, ye, your, your eyes, your, your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. Now, we know good is law, and evil is sin. When you want to know what good is, Deuteronomy 6 verse 17 and 18 when you want to know what evil is proverbs chapter 29 verse 6 and proverbs 13 21 you read them you'll know that they talk about good being law you can also go to romans uh 7 and 12 and it describes the law as being good so the gods were who let's go to let's go to the book of Exodus 22, Exodus 22, and we're going to read verse 28. Exodus 22, verse 28 says this, Thou shalt not revile the gods, though that God says, nor curse the rulers of thy people. So the, the gods were the rulers of people. As I said before, and I'll say it again, brothers and sisters, there were other people on the earth. It just wasn't Adam and Eve. Let's get Psalms 96. Psalms 96. Let's get Psalms 96. Psalms 96. And I want to read verse 5. It says, For all the gods of the nations are idols, 
but the Lord made the heavens. So the gods of the nations were idols, which is the sin Eve and Adam got caught up in. But I say Eve first because Eve was the first to learn of transgression. So Eve being the first, giving it to Adam, takes us to the transgression that Adam had done, as mentioned in Job 31-33. We'll read that later. Now, what is this fruit? Remember, Satan told her that she shall not surely die. So what did Eve do? Let's get the book of Hosea. Because, brothers and sisters, the Bible has to have the Bible to break down this parable. So what did Eve eat? I'm going to show you again. It says this. Hosea 10, 13 says, Ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity, ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way and in the multitude of thy mighty men. So the fruit of lies brothers and sisters, just giving you one more scripture to show you that this fruit wasn't talking about an actual pomegranate or a grape or whatever they try to say they just bit into. Genesis 3 and 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired, to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and also unto gave unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Now remember, brothers and sisters, they did not eat. They this eat is talking about learning, not biting into a apple or a pomegranate. Is talking about learning. They ate. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and that they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now, brothers and sisters, let's take a look at this naked. This naked is not talking about they looked down and saw that they didn't have any clothes on. This naked is going to be, I'm going to take a look at a couple of scriptures. Exodus chapter 32:25. Exodus 32:25 says this. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. Now, the shame comes within reading. Jeremiah 3.25, transgression, the iniquity brought upon their shame, not the fact that they didn't have clothes. The shame was from iniquity. 2 Chronicles 28.19, to get further proof. 2 Chronicles 28, verse 19. 2 Chronicles 28, verse 19 says this, For the Lord brought Judah low because of Ahaz, king of Israel. For he had made Judah naked and transgressed sore against the Lord. See, the naked 
is talking about in sin. They knew that they transgressed the law. They knew that they had transgressed God's laws. So they tried to sew fig leaves together to hide their sin. See, brothers and sisters, when you when you read the Bible and understand, this is not some fairy tale. This is talking about um, Adam and Eve being in the world and the serpent being a kingdom and Adam and Eve falling into the fruit of words by the mouth of Satan into lies, into idolatries, went and understood what the world was doing and they fell from grace because they learned it and they began to understand it. The Bible is a book of truth, but it has to be opened up to the mind, brothers and sisters, or else these Sunday preachers will have the Bible looking like it is a fairy tale. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. I'm going to, at a later time, go from verse 7, because I have a little bit more in verses 6 and 7, then verse 8 on down to the end. And I may have to do maybe three parts to the opening of uh, the scene in the garden. So stay tuned to future podcasts, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben.